0: we're going we're gonna to get right into this but I do want to just give honor to pastor as always as always church I, I can't, I mean I could go down some roads and just say how blessed we are but I, I mean I'm telling you we're blessed church not just what he brings from the pulpit the culture that he sets the life that's in this church we're blessed and I'm thankful for him and I thank God for the move of the spirit this morning amen Holy Ghost filled and baptisms in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on. He deserves more of a praise than that. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. What a move. Hallelujah. And it was so great to see such an evangelistic service and message and those powerful lives being changed in Jesus' name. But I'll tell you, God's been pouring a word into my heart for a few weeks now. Amen, and it's for those tried and true come to church on Wednesday or Sunday night even when pastors not here. saints. Amen, hallelujah. I, I, I'll be honest, sometimes I wish I had an evangelistic type of ministry, um, but God for right now, for this time in my life and this part of my ministry has given me a ministry for um, just edifying the body. Amen, I'm thankful for that. I'll tell you, it's hard sometimes to to preach to the choir, but amen. I I, I aim to do what God puts on my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, And that's what he's done tonight. And I can tell you this, emphatically, what he's put on my heart is that he wants to bring restoration and renewal between us and our relationship with him tonight. I hope that you receive that because he's poured it into my heart. And he has said, I want to bring restoration with my people, my saints, my Sunday night folk between them and me. Some that have been in church and gotten caught up in the routine of church. He wants to bring that relationship back tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. So with that, I'm going to go straight into the word. I've got a quick text of Genesis chapter 13. Verses 17 and 18. Arise. And when God says arise, we should arise. Arise, walk through the land in the length and in then, and then the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. And tonight's message is build a new altar. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've already done in prayer and in praise and worship. Thank you for what you did this morning, Lord God, in changing lives and bringing people to you, Lord. Thank you for the move, Lord, of your spirit tonight and on us. Lord, I pray that you anoint my lips and you anoint your congregation tonight to receive your word and to be restored and renewed, Lord God, in relationship with you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I looked up altar and the biblical definition of it, what it said was where sacrifices are made. Where sacrifices are made. Jesus, help me to stop making sacrifices. Help me to keep keep me from stopping making sacrifices, Lord. Help me to continue to come to an altar, Lord. Help me to keep making sacrifices to you, Lord Jesus. And I know, I know that Jesus made that pure and perfect sacrifice on the cross. I know that he changed things at that moment. But my Bible and Paul tells us to die daily. So I know that that means I have to sacrifice something daily. I have to sacrifice myself daily. And that's what I need to do is continue to do that and continue to build that altar each and every day. I need to sacrifice something because that's what the word says. And that's my flesh. He was perfect. I'm not. So I may not have to go through the sacrifices that they did in the Old Testament, but I do have to sacrifice this flesh each day to achieve that relationship that I want with him, to have that relationship that I want with him and that he wants with me, and that he wants with his church. We, we know church as what this is right now, but the church is actually his body, his body, the body of Christ. And I'll just say this morning we saw a little bit of that, a few minutes of that with those people getting filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. That's the church. That's the church. And and I'll tell you, all four of those people that came down today, it was something. It was powerful. It was powerful. The, The looks, the expressions, and the feelings that they were going through was powerful. And one in particular, and I'll spare saying her name for embarrassment, even though I don't think she's here tonight, but she had tears at the top of the stairs even before she came down. Tears just bellowing up, and it touched me so deeply immediately just to see that, just that pure worship, that pure joy that she was feeling for God as she was walking down those steps. And I just said, how do you feel? And she just wept. Tears are just bellowing out, and she just wept and said, I've never felt better. I've never felt better than the change that I'm feeling right now and what God is doing for me right now. I've never felt better. And it just took me back to a place, church. It took me back to that place when I finally made my way back to God and how that felt and how that can sometimes get lost in and, and, and church and, and what we perceive as church. It took me back to that moment. And it it tugged my heart, each and every one of them seeing their brokenness and seeing the feelings that they had and just that complete honesty, that complete giving to, of themselves to God, that complete brokenness of saying, I've never felt like this. I just want to feel like this all the time. That's the church. That's the church that God has called into us. That's the church that God told the disciples to go and preach. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. But I'm afraid, and it's not our fault, it's human nature, that we can sometimes get caught up into, if there was a sermon within a sermon, it would be church life in America. I'm afraid that we can sometimes get caught up in that, and that notion of what, what church is, and make it routine, or, or tradition, or commonplace, or dare I say, vain repetition. And it becomes just part of our routine on, on each week. And it's what we do in America, right? It's what we do. We wake up. We go to work on Wednesday through Friday. We have our, I ask my wife, I'm a routine guy. I need it. I love routine. It helps my mind stay straight and focused on what I need to do. But we cannot make church routine. We cannot make this place routine because when we do, that stops. What we saw today stops. So we can never get to a point where we make this just commonplace or just routine. But I'm afraid it's easy for us to do. It's so easy because it's what we do. I get up, take my shower, brush my teeth, get my breakfast, whatever it is, and we go through our day. Lunch at the same time with the same people. Sometimes I get in a place where I, I like the same food or the same meal for a week at a time or whatever it is. It's what we do and then church falls into that routine. It falls right into that regular work week, that regular week of life. Got to get to the sporting events for our kids. Got to get to dinner with the folks, whatever it may be. Just softball on Monday nights, whatever it may be. Here's the routine. I've got to get ready to do this. This is what I do. Then comes Sunday morning, we wake up, and it's routine. I've got a toddler. I know it can be a struggle sometimes to get here, but that's what happens, and we just want to get here. And then by the time we get to a place where the presence of God is ready to move, it may already be altar call time. I don't know. But what if we could break that routine? What if on a Sunday morning we got up at the break of dawn before everybody, all the kids were up and just went into prayer? What if we got up and we started seeking God and saying, move on this service today? What would change in our lives? Not just the church that day. What would change in our families? What would change with our kids? What would change in our marriages if we just broke the routine and said, that's not how my relationship with God's going to be. God wants you to build a new altar tonight, church. If I said, I'm going to build a new altar this morning, what would happen if I got up every day and I did that? And I said, I'm going to build an altar to you right now, Jesus. That's what I'm going to do today. What would happen inside of this church, in these church walls, if we did that every Sunday morning? How many healings would we see that we continue to pray for and say, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But if we were prayed up before we came in here, what would we see? If on a Sunday night when we came in for that 30 minutes of prayer, if we all came together and just sought God's face was down on our knees and on our face, seeking God, humbling ourselves like the scripture says, what would happen? I don't know. I I don't know. What would happen if we did it? Praise God. Let's break the routine. Let's build a new altar, church. Let's build a new altar. That's what God's calling us to do. It's not routine. A walk with him is not routine. Abraham's walk with God was not routine. And that's not what he wants us to do, church. Build a new altar tonight. Build a new altar tonight. Go back to that altar that when you got the Holy Ghost. Go back to that if you got to. But build a new altar tonight, church. Tomorrow, build a new altar. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, Jesus. Take us back to a place where I am in your presence, God. Where all I feel is you, God. All the distractions are out of my mind. Jesus' name, hallelujah. But that's what's happened. That's that's what's happened. The routine has set in, the commonplace. The vain repetition sets in because it's part of our culture in this world and in this country specifically and in our lives. We're so busy. We're so caught up. Social media, text messaging. I can can remember before cell phones how it was. Now to think about that, oh, man. Part of me wishes I could go back to that. I mean, go back to that time where I wasn't constantly at someone's beck and call, and it's great to be there for people, but we have to have some time. We have to have some clarity. That's why David and Moses out on a shepherd's field could hear God's voice so clearly. They didn't have a phone buzzing every 30 seconds in their, phone, in their pocket. They didn't have social media to go and look at constantly. How many likes did I get? Who posted what? Who am I following now? Did they stop following me? They didn't have any of that. That's part of the routine that we've gotten ourselves into. Build a new altar, church. It's time to build a new altar. And right now I can say that here, within this church, within this body, we have so many people at so many different places in their walk with God. And we have to be the saints of God the Sunday night. Come on, when pastor's not here, we need to be prayed up. We need to be building a new altar to see what we saw today. Amen? To get them here on a Sunday night when pastor's not here. To have a sanctuary full on a Sunday night, on a Wednesday night, and seeking God and building, a new altar every day. Because we're we're not going to get enough every Sunday morning to get us through a week. We're not going to get enough. We're not going to get fed enough. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. And we have a pastor that is bringing the word. He is bringing the word. But it can't be all on him. It can't be all on him, church. we got to carry the load with him. That's, that's what we were told to do. That's, that's what God told. Jesus told the disciples, go spread my gospel. It's not up to just pastor on Sunday morning, Sunday night or Wednesday night. But we get caught up in it. We get caught in it, up in it, and we come to church. We get up. We go through the motions. We get here, and, and we're worried about who's shaking our hand or who's not or who's ignoring us. We can get caught up in whether the church is doing what I think it should be doing. Whether the pastor's doing what I think he should be doing. Whether this person's doing what they should be doing. Am I getting recognition for this? Am I getting recognition for that? Am I getting a title for this? Am I getting a title for that? All the while the altar's growing dusty. All the while the altar's growing dusty. I'm caught up in all the stuff and I've forgotten. There's an altar. There's a sacrifice to be made. That's what God's calling me to do. When I come into this building, I shouldn't be preoccupied with what somebody else is doing or what their problem is. I can pray for them right there. You've got a problem? Somebody tells me about it. I'm going to go up to you. Hey, do you need prayer? Let's pray about that. That's not my problem to talk about to somebody else. I'm going to pray for that person. I'm going to seek God out for that person. What pastor's decisions are is not my problem. He's seeking God, and I have to trust that he's seeking God for what he's doing and how he's directing this church. I need to just build an altar instead of being caught up in all that stuff. The altar now is not only dusty, it's got clutter on top of it. How much time is separated between me and that altar? We've got people here that come here faithfully that haven't been to an altar in weeks, months, years, Maybe even decades. I don't know. And it's not just about this altar. I'm not talking about this altar right here tonight. But sure, this is a place where it starts. And we can come and get healing and restoration right here. But what about our prayer closets? What about our altars at home? How much dust and how much clutter is on top of those things? I don't know. It's time to build a new altar tonight, church. That's what God sent me to tell you tonight. It's time to build a new altar. It's time to restore our relationship with Him. Not the church. Not the routine, not the commonplace, not the vain repetition, but God. Our God is greater. That's who we're supposed to have a relationship with. Not everybody here. I love church. Oh, I love it. I love coming here, worshiping, praising, fellowshipping. I love every bit of it. And I'll tell you what, when I came back to God after being away for so long, what a feeling it was. These doors, if they were open, I was here. Amen. Because the feeling I got and you all here tonight, the saints here tonight, the tried and true saints, those are the ones I wanted to be around the joy that they had. The love that they had that they shared. It was a great feeling. But even us, even we can get caught up and forget about that. If you've gone gotten to a place where you're saying, I don't know what's happened. I'm at church every, every time the doors are open. I'm paying my tithes. I'm living the same way I've been living for the last 20 or 30 years, but I just don't have that joy anymore. I just don't have that feeling that I used to have. Maybe it's time to build a new altar. Maybe it's time to build a new altar tonight. If you've gotten to a place where you've lost that, that joy where you've lost seeing someone baptized and rejoicing in that feeling. Coming up to an altar and praying somebody through through the Holy Ghost. If you've lost that point in your life and in your relationship with God, it's time to build a new altar tonight. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, it's time to build a new altar tonight. That's where we see so many people in the church. New saints have that feeling that I had, that I felt. And those people felt today. My God, don't let us. Come to a place where we don't show them joy or love. When they're coming in and they're having that feeling and that restoration and coming out of an evil, awful world and death and feeling something that is so pure and so true and so full of love that nothing feels like that in this world that it can offer. Don't let us get to a point where we don't go up and wrap our arms around them. Or we don't show them love the next Sunday when they come in. Or we talk about how they look or what they're doing or what they're not doing because maybe they're not to the place that we are yet. Let's just accept them and who they are and what God's doing with them. Let's build a new altar in Jesus' name. And there's us that are coming faithfully, living for God, doing what God has called us to do, working laborers. I pray that we don't get too too exhausted in our labor. Build a new altar, laborers. Saints that are in ministry, Sunday school teachers, Bible study teachers, ushers, greeters, worshipers, praise, musicians, all of us. Hallelujah. Keep building a new altar. Don't let it grow dusty. That's what I've come to say tonight. Don't let it grow dusty. Don't let it get cluttered. Don't let it anything get between you and God tonight. Don't let anything get between that relationship that God has called us to. Because that's not the church. That what we saw today, that's the church. Our relationship, that gospel, was, that's the church. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to look just for a few minutes at, at Abraham. Now, he was, a, he was an altar builder, let me tell you. He was a sacrificer. <laughs> and I'm sure Isaac, <laughs> as they were making that journey... He knew his dad was a sacrificer. He, he knew his dad didn't play around, that he was going to make a sacrifice. So I'm sure he was like, Lord, I'm sure that was some earnest prayer that was going on right there. Hallelujah. But we can look at Abraham and we can see exactly. I, I don't want to go back to the church and Pentecost, which we're getting ready to celebrate. Thank the Lord. What a great time. And what a great moment when the church was born. I want to go back to Father Abraham and look a little bit about what our relationship is supposed to be about with God. And how he can show us what we need to do. And we can look at Genesis 12, 7. That's when he was called out. That's when God called Abraham out. He was an idol worshiper. He was was not living for God. And God called him out. And to show that he was, a, he was an altar maker, he made one the next verse later in, 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 in uh, verse 8. He made another altar. But that's what we can look at. That's where so many of us were at some point in time in our lives. Whether, like me, I was born and raised in the church. My earliest memories were of the church. Baptized in Jesus' name at 7, Holy Ghost at 10, but found my way away from God for far too long. Some of us were born and raised and have never left. Others came in at a much later age, whatever it may be. But we all found ourselves somewhere in that place that Abraham was at and where he was at. And Abraham built an altar. God called him out and Abraham said he felt that joy. He felt something that they felt this morning and that each and every one of us can remember if you call, if you call that memory back. Just like I did when she came down today with those tears and that just pure heart pouring out. That's what I felt. That memory came back to me. And that's where Abraham was when he got called out. If we can take ourselves back to that place and remember that place and build that altar and remember that altar, we can keep our relationship with God strong. We can see our church be strong. We can see our children be strong. Our marriages be strong. But that's what Abraham did. He came out of the world and he built an altar. He said, my God, I'm going to build an altar to you because I feel this love. I feel something that I've never felt before. So I'm going to build this altar for you, my God. And this is going to be where I make my sacrifices to you, where I make this relationship grow with you. That's what Abraham did. He built that altar. Thank you, Jesus. And then in Genesis 13 and 4, after so many, especially after we've come into the church and we and we." Feel that love and we feel our presence. The enemy is certainly going to attack us, certainly going to come after you and try and bring you down. When the enemy's trying to bring you down, God's just trying to take you up, He's just trying to elevate you even more. So, when you start having that feeling, you know that God's taking you somewhere. I don't care how long you've been serving God, how long you've had the Holy Ghost. We all go through those trying moments, and the enemy's trying to tear you down and tear something down. You're going to do for God, but God's trying to take you higher. Amen. Hallelujah, but Abraham went through that that point where he made a mistake, and he went into Egypt. Famine came, and he got scared, and he didn't know he was failing that test. He went into Egypt and went through some serious trials and hard times, but he went back in verse 4, chapter 13 of verse 4. He went back to that altar. He went back to that place where God called him to and said, wait a second. I don't know what's happened. I don't know why I've got lost. All I know is I found my way in Egypt, and this isn't where God called me out of. This isn't what God called me to. This famine scared me for a second, but that's not what God wants for me. I built this altar. I'm going to go back to it. So if we don't build an altar, let's go back to that original altar. Amen. Amen. If you find yourself struggling or strained from God, go back to that place. Go back to that original altar where you got filled with the Holy Ghost. Go back to that original altar where you had that freshness with God. That feeling that was so pure and true. Before the distractions, before the heartache, before the the church problems that got into your your mind and drove you away. Before all that, go back. Go back to that original altar. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Because that's the place. That's the church. That's where God has called us to. Hallelujah. That's where God has said, this is you and I. This is you and I. This isn't all the other stuff that you get involved in. Amen. I'm thankful for the ministries we have in this church, the work that everyone does. I'm so thankful for it and for our pastor. But pastor will tell you right now, that's not what it's all about. It's about those people being baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost and the gospel spreading and the church growing. Hallelujah. Go back to that altar. Build a new altar. Whatever you got to do to re-energize and renew that relationship with God, do it tonight. Hallelujah. Do it tomorrow. Do it Tuesday. Do it for the rest of the week. Don't let that go. Don't let that relationship die. Don't let that pew become a place where you just come and sit and you hear a message and you leave the same way you came in. Hallelujah. I don't care how long we've been coming. And I know we've got a pastor that is preaching the pain off the wall. Amen. And sometimes that can even get to a point where we just take that for granted. Come to the altar. (laughs) Build a new altar. Hear what's what's coming from the pulpit. Don't worry about what you think should be happening. Hear what's coming from the pulpit. And renew that relationship with God. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Which brings us to the text that that I read tonight in 13, 17, and 18. And this is where... Abram had just had conflict with Lot. How many of us have had conflict in the church? Amen. I mean, it's all right. We know it happens. And that's what we're talking against tonight. That can't become part of who we are. And we can't let that tear us down. Abraham brought Lot with him. I'm sure, I mean, out of all his family, out of everybody that Abram brought, Lot is who he brought with him. He had to have cared for him tremendously. Loved him dearly. And all of a sudden, strife starts happening with their two servants. And Abraham approaches Lot and says, what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? He's the one. Abraham's the one with the heart of saying, what do we got to do? Because, I don't know, God brought us to this place. So what are we going to do that, that to help mend this problem, to help everybody be peaceful, to help God have and give us what he brought us here for? He's the one that approached Lot. And Lot took what was supposed to be the best land. The best part Abraham said okay that's fine I'll take this this isn't supposed to be the best part but I'll go ahead and take it I don't want strife here I'm going to go ahead and take it and what he do he built a new altar he went out and then he built a new altar. He said, you know what, I'm not going to let the distractions, I'm not going to let the discouragement, I'm not going to let the hurt that I may be feeling from my nephew that I love, that I've brought. And he has all this because of the promises of God. He has all this because of what God has called me out of and brought to me. Brought to me. He's, he's benefiting from this. He's having a part of this blessing that God's, God's giving me. And now he's going to take the best? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and take my tent and pitch it over here. And I'm going to build a new altar. I'm going to go ahead and take that hurt. And I'm going to build a new altar. Amen. So when we get hurt in the church, we just need to build a new altar. My God. Don't. Don't. Don't let it tear you down. Don't let it destroy your walk with God. That's not church. Our relationship with God, His body is the church. Don't let it get in between you and God because you don't know who it's affecting. You don't know what it's affecting right in this place. We don't know what's happening, what God wants to do and who God wants to bring. If we're not ready to come up and pray for somebody, they may not choose to get baptized today. They may not seek the Holy Ghost and pray through and get the Holy Ghost today. They may walk out of these doors and go back to what they were doing and never come back again. Oh, my God, because of... What we're doing. The body. Jesus' name, because of what we're doing. So when Lot hurts you, don't let it tear you down. Don't go away from the church. That's the last place. Yes, this is what we call the church, but it's also where we live. It's where we thrive and it's where we grow. Thank God for the word that we do get. That's how we grow. That's how we take this gospel out into the world. It's not just about Sunday morning and Wednesday nights. This is every day for us. Every day we have to be living for this. Every day we have to be spreading God's word. Every day we have to be building that altar and taking that out into this world. Because it's not getting done from anybody else. It's only getting done from right here, right now. Who God's called. In in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. So Abram built that altar after being hurt. Hallelujah. Too much hurt. Too much hurt tears us away from what we're supposed to be doing. Too much hurt keeps us from doing the will of God. Jesus' name. And then we can look at Genesis 22 and 9. We can see this is when Isaac's making his journey with, with Abraham to the, to the sacrifice. And Abraham's willing to do it. I mean, this is a promise that God had given Abraham. This was a promise that he had, he had doubted. Sarah had doubted. There's no way this is going to happen. Isaac is this great promise that God had given him. And he says, okay, I have to sacrifice this. sacrifice this. I'm afraid we've gotten to a place where some of us have given up and said, I don't want to sacrifice anything else. I've sacrificed enough. I don't want to sacrifice anything else. Abraham was willing to take his promised son to that and build an altar. It said he built an altar and sacrificed his son. Too many of us have been given so many blessings, so much blessing and so much promise that we're not willing to sacrifice anything else. We're not willing to give anything else to God. We've been given some promises that God has promised us for years and we've said, oh, I just want that. Lord, bless me with that, bless me with that. And we've gotten to that point and we've gotten those blessings and then we just sit back. And then that becomes it. That's where we stop. And we're not willing to put that on the altar. He's not going to take your son. He's not going to take your promise. He may have more for you. He had more for Abraham. After that, he changed his name to Abraham and said, I'm going to give you all these nations. Don't be afraid. Don't get to a point where we've hit and are so blessed and, and gotten so many promises given to us that we say, all right, I'm done with the sacrifices. I'm not going to build another altar. Build another altar, church. Build another altar. In Jesus' name. I know our walk with God goes in so many different levels. We have so many different uh, approaches to how we serve Him and, and, and where we are in our relationship with Him. And, and I, I, another thing I remember when I was first, not too long after I was, I was filled with the Holy Ghost, Although I guess it was actually a few years later, and it was a turning point, young people. It was I was probably 13, I don't know, 14, somewhere around there. Uh, probably, yeah. Um, and had had the Holy Ghost for three, four, five years, whatever, and hit a point where I was starting to maybe stray. At that point, and wonder, is this really what I want? Seeing friends go other ways, seeing them do other things, getting involved with sports or other things that they were doing, which I did play, but getting away from church, getting away from God, and where I was to a point where I was like, well, I don't know. And I remember I grew up next door to a church, and it had a huge, I wouldn't even call it a yard, a field behind it. And that's where we played all of our games in the neighborhood, all the kids, the uh, baseball and football or whatever. And crazy enough, I remember, it, it, this memory has never left me, but I remember I was walking out to the outfield, and, and in the outfield, going up to the church, went down a little bit of a hill and then in the front of that church was a cross and for some reason I have no idea why nobody in my family or anybody listened to country music but I had some country music song on by Alabama called I think I don't know what the title was but it says the closer you get the further I fall and as I was walking out to that outfield, going down that hill I was looking at that cross walking down that hill and it was going out of my sight and that that song was in my head and That happens to us too, church. The more God's calling us close, the closer he's calling us, sometimes it's the easiest time for us to move further away. It's just like sometimes when you're chasing somebody or you're trying to get somebody's attention, sometimes the more you draw or you close in on them, the more they push away, whatever that case is. We can't do that to God. We can't do that to him. So when he's calling you, don't go further away. Don't go further away. We have to build that new altar. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. That's what he's calling us to do. That's what he wants to do tonight. He wants to restore some relationships tonight. And I'm getting ready if the the musicians would come, but I, I don't want them to start playing yet. I want to do something a little bit different tonight because God wants us to build a new altar tonight. And I want everybody to either come, find a place at your seat, sit and pray at your seat, whatever it is, but I want even the musicians and singers to do that for a few minutes. I'm going to do it too. I'm going to build a new altar myself tonight because God wants to restore some things. He wants to bring that relationship back to its purest form, that first love. That's what he wants to do tonight is take us back to that place. So get everything else out of our mind. Our week ahead of us, what may have happened in the church when you first walked in, whoever made you upset along the way or even here tonight or this morning, something that happened that you didn't agree with, let's take all that out of our mind tonight. Let's pray for this congregation. Let's pray for our pastor. Let's pray for everyone that's in this place right now and our families tonight. So I'm going to call you. Please stand with me right now. In Jesus' name, please, God wants to do something tonight. He has put it on my heart that he is going to restore some relationships tonight. It's up to us to receive that or not. I know we're already thinking about what's next, where we're going to go eat, or what's happening tomorrow, what my week's got ahead of us. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. That's exactly what he wants us to start thinking about and not build a new altar. But God is saying build a new altar tonight with me. Restore that relationship with me tonight because that's what I want you to do. That's where I want you. So if you can make your way up here. I'm not going to play anything yet. I'm going to actually kneel down myself. I don't care how we do it. Please, church, together seek him tonight. Seek restoration with that pure relationship tonight. Seek that relationship tonight, that first love that you felt when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, when you first got freed from sin, when God first called you out. Seek that tonight. Hallelujah, come on church. Seek his face tonight. Hallelujah, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, I will hear them from heaven and restore and heal their land. Come on church, for your family. Hallelujah, for yourselves. Take yourself back to that place, that place of repentance. Hallelujah, that place of pure relationship, pure love in Jesus' name. Seek it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're calling on you right now, Jesus. Restore relationships with you, God. Hallelujah. Take us back to a place, God. Take us back to that place, Jesus. Hallelujah, where I found you. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Hallelujah, Jesus. You picked me up and turned me around, and you set my feet on solid ground. Hallelujah. Tell him, church. Thank him, church. Thank him for what he did for you in that place, at that time, at that first altar. Thank him tonight. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Remember that place. Remember it tonight. Hallelujah. Build a new one or go back to that altar. In Jesus' name, take me back, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Restore my heart, Lord God. Take me back to that place, Jesus. That first love. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Please, God. Hallelujah. Take me back. Take me back, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Create in me a new heart. Build a new altar, church. Hallelujah. Take the distractions out. I rebuke distractions right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let your restoration begin. I rebuke distractions right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Take me back to that place, Lord God. Hallelujah. Restore that relationship. Hallelujah. Build that new altar. Put a sacrifice down tonight, church. Hallelujah, Jesus. Renew my heart tonight. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's doing it right now, church. Hallelujah. Build a new altar. Hallelujah, Jesus. Take me back. Take me back, God, to that feeling. Take me back to that love, Jesus. Hallelujah. Renew it. Renew it. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, in Jesus' name. Help me to remember. Hallelujah. Help me to remember, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. When you first filled me with your spirit. When I first came up out of those fresh waters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I took on your name that day, Jesus. Help me to remember, God. Restore me, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, church. Seek Him. Tonight, right now, he's calling us right now to restore it. Don't let this time go. Don't let it go. Jesus, take me back. Take me back to that place, God. Before the distractions, before the hurt, before the conflict. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Before the strife, before the anger. Before the frustration, take me back, God. Purify my heart right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Purify my mind right now, God. In Jesus' name. Take me back to that place, God. Me and you, Lord Jesus. Right now, Lord God. Me and you, Jesus. Each one of us, Lord God, and you. Each one of us and you, Jesus. That personal relationship outside of these walls lord god hallelujah jesus like abraham god called you friend hallelujah take me to that place god hallelujah jesus jesus name jesus name. hallelujah that's it don't quit don't quit he wants somebody right now to break through he wants somebody right now to break through back to that place. Don't quit now. It's early. Don't quit now. Don't get caught up in your week. Don't get caught up in the distractions. Don't quit now. In Jesus' name, seek him right now. Jesus' name. Help me to seek your face right now. I've rebuked the distractions, the imaginations coming against people right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Right now, Lord God, I rebuke the distractions. Bring us to your place, God. Hear us from heaven, God, in Jesus' name. That's it. Seek him tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Build that altar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See it in your mind, that altar. See it in your mind, that sacrifice right now that you're laying down for him. Hallelujah, lay it down, whatever it is, whatever promise, whatever blessing, whatever hurt, whatever pain, lay it down right now on that altar. Hallelujah, Jesus. He wants to take it and take you back to that place. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. That's it. Jesus' name. Jesus. Name. Jesus. Name. Jesus,
1: name. Jesus name.
0: Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Hallelujah, in Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. My God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray for TJ right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you give him strength, my God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord God, in Jesus' name. That you give him strength, Lord God. Your strength, but not our strength, mighty God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anoint him, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Give him the strength, Lord God, that he needs right now in Jesus' name. For his family, Lord God. For his mom, for his sister, Lord God. Give him strength, my God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Jesus', in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Nicola się ma Hallelujah. He's restoring right now. Jesus' name. He call over matai He call over hoshi ka talaba hashiya matai Hai ala boku shiyama kataiya Hai ala boku Jesus Hallelujah Jesus Take me back Take me back to that place God Jesus Hallelujah name. Hallelujah Jesus name Take me back to that place God Hallelujah Jesus my God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hay ala, kashatala. Hay ala, kash startup. Hay ala, Mata. makhdaya. High above Kosia Makataya. High above Kosia Makataya. He came from Hashia Makataya. He Makasha Tayi Makasha.
1: I give to the Lord a living sacrifice. There's gonna be an altar in my life. And there's gonna be